Welcome to the Eastern Current Saltwater Fishing Podcast. Today, I'm lucky enough to sit down with my good friend and fellow North Carolina guide, Captain Kyle Elliott of Fish to Film Charters up on the Pamlico Sound. We discuss all things shallow water fishing as usual, but we really dive into his shallow water wintertime red fishing. He's got an incredible resource right there in his backyard and is as dialed in as it gets when it comes to sight fishing redfish in shallow, clear water. We also talk a little bit about bird hunting and his dog tracks, and it's just a great episode where we swap some stories of our own and some new stories, and we hope y'all enjoy it. I've teamed up with Florida Fishing Products to outfit my guide service with their spinning reels, braided line, and fluorocarbon leader, and I'm looking forward to giving you some real-world feedback on their gear. I've been enjoying their Osprey CE for all my light tackle, redfish, and speckled trout, and Resolute for my beefier setups for big reds, cobia, tarpon, and jacks. I'm looking forward to helping further their mission to equip anglers to fish better, which couldn't align closer with our values here at Eastern Current. Be sure to check out their website, floridafishingproducts.com, or ask about them at your local tackle shop. Temple Fork Outfitters is the rod of choice for all of us here at Eastern Current. Whether we're fly fishing for shallow water redfish, sight casting to cobia from a tower, or dropping live pinfish to grouper in 100 feet of water, they have the rod for the job. Their customer service is unmatched by any rod company out there, and their rods can take the beating of everyday guide use without any issues. My favorite rod for redfish and speckled trout is their 7-foot medium-light tactical inshore spin rod. Be sure to check out their website, tforods.com. Kyle, thanks for joining me on another podcast. Excited to have you on here. We've done these before. Um, and those of y'all that haven't seen, we'll get into this some, but we've done we've we've uh, done a lot of fishing with Kyle and filming uh, up in his neck of the woods, and had some epic days. We've got some really cool videos on YouTube that I'll link in the show notes, so y'all can go check those out. Um, but man, Kyle, thanks for joining us. Yeah, man, looking forward to it. Always good to talk to you, fish with you, shoot some birds, whatever. You know, it's always fun. It is always fun, man. And this is me and Kyle both love bird hunting, and Kyle's been hot and heavy in it much much longer than I have been, but. uh that's how our relationship started was I think I found one of your YouTube videos and it is what yep, happened. I found one yep. of your YouTube videos and I was like, all right, I'm going to be that guy that hits the person up and is like, Hey, can we hang out? <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And you well, were super you nice. Know, yeah. It's, it's like I say, I'm glad you did. It's fun. It's fun having my dogs getting old. So it's always good to have somebody with a young dog that'll still let me tag along and hunt with them. <laughs> Absolutely. It gets worn out pretty quick. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Before we even get into it, if you had to choose one bird hunting or fishing and where you are, where you're like, where you're located, not like anywhere in the world, but like where you're located, if you had to give one up and keep doing the other one, which one would you keep doing? Uh, if, if you're, man. if you're living, didn't rely on it. If it was just pure, you know, pure, just, just for joy. Yeah. yeah. Just for joy. Okay. It's going to be pretty specific. <laughs> it's going to be, uh, it's going to be bird hunting woodcock, but my, it's going to be with tracks when he's, between four to six years old. Hey. So he's got to stay like that forever. Okay. <laughs> uh, we, need, we need to find that fountain of youth for our dogs when they're. When yeah, they're <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That that's, would, that would be ideal. That that's my favorite too, man. It's very quickly become that. And I, I bird hunted a little bit with my dad growing up and it was a lot of preserve style stuff. He grew up hunting all around Raleigh as a kid, um, shooting wild quail, like where there's full blown, like shopping centers now which is pretty crazy right? Uh, with his grandpa. Yeah. So it's in my blood. I kind of, the wild aspect of it was something I kind of pursued on my own. Um, but super fun, super fun. But y'all aren't here oh, on yeah. this podcast to hear about bird hunting. Uh, so we're going to jump into the meat of things. But but let's talk about your fishery a little bit first. Take us through kind of where you're located, maybe not specifically where you're located, but just general you know, rule of thumb of, of what estuaries you're fishing, the Pamlico Sound. It kind of take us through this time of year, what all it has to offer, and then we'll dive into it a little bit more. Well, yeah, so, you know, where I'm at, um, Pamlico Sound, Pamlico River, all the, uh, any little creeks that connect and everything. So, um, generally on the north side, uh, I do venture across. Uh, just kind of depends on the, the wind and the fishing, but. For sure. This time of year, I mean, the, the, the biggest thing, the biggest draw, I think, especially like for locals, is uh, going to be is trout. You know, everybody loves speckled trout, uh, and I do too. I love speckled trout, but the, the sight fishing, it can be good. It's good all year, but 
this time of year, like the water's getting super clear. It's up here. It's already, you know, it's already pretty clear. So cause we're kind of hitting that like 58, 50 degrees. And it, we're at the time where it's going back and forth is we're going to get, you know, seven degree weeks. And then like coming up, I think we've got two days. One of the days is high in the forties. So yeah. we just go back and forth. And so the, the water temperature does too, but, uh, it's just right now getting into that sweet spot where the water's really clear down to, you know, two and a half, three foot. You can still see pretty darn good, especially if it's the upper slot, the over slides run, you can pick them right out, you know? Yeah. And so that's definitely my favorite that's by far the fight fishing, the fly fishing and not, I have people ask me sometimes, do you only fly fish? But no, you know, you don't have to fly fish. It's just my personal favorite. But then the, uh, if you go back to the trout, the trout, like I say, that's the biggest draw uh, as far as what people seem to be looking for this time of year, especially. I think it's just kind of taken over as far as wanting to catch a big, you know, big over 28-inch trout, which, I mean, <laughs> I get it. That's cool. But uh, I don't know. It's just something. If you, you know, me personally, I like I like the sight fishing. So that's your two, that's your two biggest draws right now this time of year. Definitely. And it's just kind of. Sorry, you know, it just kind of depends on what, I was just saying, it depends on what you, which way you want to go. Sometimes, you know, my days, uh, generally, it's the weather decides which way, what I'm going to do. Unless I have somebody that's just die hard, hey, I want to fly fish. And if the weather's just not going to cooperate, I'll go, hey, you know, we, we need to reschedule, you know. But right. other than that, most time people are like, well, I'll, you know, I'll go catch trout or whatever. For sure. For sure. That That's a really cool thing about where you are is you're so closely located to that, and I think another big, huge piece of where you are is the the lack of tide in the winter. Because for us, we've got great oh, side yeah. fishing in the winter, but you know it's very specific to what the tide is, and a lot of times focused around that low tide. As to where you can pretty much sight fish all day long if you've got the right light conditions. Yeah, yeah, that's, I, I thought of it because I've never really got the chance to go down your way and fish, or really anywhere else uh, as far as the sight fishing goes, but. I thought about this and I see stuff, you know, y'all put up and it's these little creeks and stuff. And I just, man, I'd be, I know I'd let the tide get out. I'd be stuck back there for a while because <laughs> I'm just not used to, I'm not used to that at all. You know, I mean, the closest thing for me would be, and I don't go down there and fish, but I, I love Cape Lookout. I've been going down there my whole life, but they have, you know, their tide is a lot, a lot more than, than where I'm at. Absolutely. But this way, I, I don't, I don't really even take into consideration you know, the tide, cause there is a, it's a, it's a very small, it's, it's, you know, it's noticeable, but not, you know, it's not, I don't, I don't really, I don't think about it when I'm setting out to go. If, I, if I'm looking for redfish, I'm not thinking about the tide. Now tell me this, cause y'all do have wind tide. Can that become a factor? Like can the wind blow super hard a certain direction and make it way too high to see or vice versa, blow the water out of yeah. everything? What is that? Yeah, what is the, what sure. do those conditions normally look like if, if it's on either end of that? So say 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 I'm trying to fish over here and the the pot like we've been having say summertime we have some really strong south winds you know just any direction it's mostly south so it pushes all that water over this way and the way it makes it hard for me to see because the the the, the areas I fish it's not necessarily I call them flat but it's not necessarily flat it, it's edges it's uh. Edges, yeah, and so the edges don't gradually go up. You know, it's not right, a gradual, right. you know, incline. It's just a straight up. You know, so it goes from two foot, and then hey, there's the top. So when you get that water pushing in, and it starts rolling, like if it's rolling over the, the little bit of grass we got over here, that makes it. Even though it's only like you know another foot, maybe you know high, it makes it difficult because it's going to be muddy too. It's pushing all that sediment over here, so it's going to be. It's going to already be hard to see, and then you're going to add some water to it. So it makes it the only ones I can really, you know, you start picking out, are, they're going to be like either a lava drum or like the real big ones, you know, yeah. like the over 40s. And you can still see them pretty good just because they're so big. Right. But it still, it makes it really difficult. And if, if I had to choose, I would want the, I would want low, low water every time. You know, I'd want, I like the, the, the northern breeze for me for a lot of the areas I fish. Or either just, you know, no breeze would be nice. But that usually doesn't happen. But that, that also only happens if you get, a, you know, like you were saying, like three or four days of that. Not right, just, right. you just get one really strong day. 
it's not really going to affect it the same way as like a week long of you need like of a, week a long wind nor'easter event or something like that. That's yeah, really yeah, something summer. like that. So rule of thumb That's is right. north wind up there in the Pamlico Sound. It's typically going to drop the water a little bit. South wind, it's going to bring it up a little bit. That's right. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. It, it, depending on the, uh, the, the, you know, what side of the, where at the pound because now you're, That's you true. know, you're fishing. You know? It's such a big body of so water. I could, yeah, I could adjust it just within, you know, a couple miles there probably. So like for us, yeah, where we uh, are, it's, it's like a north wind will usually hold the water in a little bit more and south wind the opposite. But it, 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 it's, uh-huh. it's funny how it is everywhere. It just depends on where your inlets are, how the water's generally already moving. Um, but yeah, that can be, that was something we, that I dealt with in Louisiana, uh, a lot when I was guiding down there was you get a really hard North blow for a couple of days and the water drops out like crazy. So like a lot of the stuff you can't even fish that you're used to fishing and then vice versa. If you get a hard South blow for a while, uh, it, it'll make it really high. And then it, that water gets so dirty down there. It's hard to see anything. So it, it is, it's something to pay attention to. You really, right. you really start to learn where you're you learn your few like really shallow spots for when it gets high and you're like, all right, we got to go here. This is where we could have the chance of seeing something, but yeah, no, that's, that's cool. cool. That clear water. Yeah. What I are got you? A little, oh, sorry. What were you saying? I just say, when you find a little spot, there's a there's certain spots where sometimes there's like a, like a, a called ghost crab pot, you know, just when it's got blown away from the store. Yeah. And if it, if it's out of the water, I know I can't get back there to a certain area, <laughs> but if it, if it's under the water, then I'm like, okay, I can scoot across there. It's crazy those little features that like you you don't even realize you're paying attention to uh, that kind of key you into where the tide is and where you can be. Like the more you fish a spot, the more you realize like, okay, when it's when two inches of mud are showing under that grass, I can't be in here, or I need to be thinking about getting right. There. So it's it, it, yeah. you don't, you just don't even really think about them anymore after you after you fish an area so much. But um, I, I'm sure you do too. I get questions asked like that all the time. Like, how do you know how to get around and when when you can get where and everything? But it's just it's just time on the water, really. Yeah, but I'm sure down your way, it's, it's a lot more. How do you know? You know, how do you get where you get? Right. Because I don't have, you know, there's some little spots around. You know, that, yes, I can cut through, but I mean, there's not even uh, there's really no need for me to unless I just want to go. You know, <laughs> curving around some marsh. You know, right. I can just drive around. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's that. That is one of the really cool things about fishing an area like you fish with big open long edges is you get a lot more time fishing like when you get down where i am you can have such epic fishing in those little creeks but like you get up in a creek then you got to get out and go to another one before you can fish as to where you are it's a little more kind of like you can just cruise you once you find those areas of fish you can kind of cruise and look for them which is i think really beneficial on a day where you might have a bit of a time crunch you get more more time actually looking in the water for fish oh yeah yeah i mean depending on what what the person wants to do, you know, you could spend all day on, you know, pretty much the same edge if you wanted to. I kind of like, I, I like to mix, unless I know there's a lot of schools cruising there, you know, I, I like little, I like hitting a lot of small pockets. Right, right. <laughs> this is what I call them, just little, I like, I, I like that more than I like just the same edge. Unless it's fish after fish, yeah, I'll do the big edge. But just something about hitting little little teeny areas. You never really know when you're pulling in what's going to be in there, and that, I just that's the way I usually take people. They seem to like that more. I don't know if I've heard this from somebody before, if it's just something that I've said. But the man with the most spots usually wins. So like when you the more stuff that you kind of put together and realize, same with trout. You know, especially stuff where you can't oh, see yeah. the water. The 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 guy that excuse me. <laughs> The guy that has the most, you know, uh, spots is typically going to be the one who who rises to the top when when it comes to comes to fishing. Not always. Sometimes you, you need one spot and it's going to pay off and be awesome. But having a lot of little zones, a lot of areas you can get to, are are definitely the ticket. So tell me, what's what are kind of some of the driving differences in in your fishery uh, with this change of season? So like, what changes with your redfish uh, in the summertime? based off of or how they act and where they are in the summer to, to where they are now? Well, this time of year, the, the, like right now, uh, so it's, you know, it's the end of November, but uh, right now they're, they're schooling up. I, I would I say they're starting to get schooled up because I'm not seeing like the biggest school I've seen so far, I, there might have been, you know, 50 fish in it. And that's a pretty big school this time of year. But a lot of them right now, it's 10, 12 fish. Uh, 
you know, maybe 20 here and there. And I still, I'm still seeing singles and doubles every yeah. now and then. Yeah. So they'll eventually, uh, you know, through December, January, they get in huge, pretty big schools. It's like they all get together and, uh, they're, they're pretty shallow. They can be pretty shallow depending on, you know, the, what the weather's been doing. And when you, sometimes you pull into a spot and, and it's pretty amazing. Hey, you know, here's, you know, 200 fish, 200 drones. And it's just a mat. You know, it's just, at first, it, it's always funny because it, it's kind of like, you know, people that haven't ever seen it. It looks, you'll see these little holes as you're going along. You'll see holes in the sand. And sometimes there's two or three. And then you see that there's drone. And it, you know, it's, it's kind of from a distance. If you've got a good day, it looks like almost holes. And then they, they all move at the same time, you know, right, right, and there's right. just no doubt. There's no doubt. Okay. That's all, all of that. I said, I hollered at people, you know, like, Hey, that is all dropped, all dropped. Just get get the fly out there. <laughs> yeah. That's always so cool when you're, when you're staring at it and you haven't quite said anything yet. Cause you're not sure. And then they all move and you're like, Oh yeah, right. that's a lot of fish. That's a lot of fish throwing there. That's always. Yeah. So Cause exciting. you don't want to say like, Hey, that's look at all the fish. And then it's just holes in the <laughs> But, do you yeah, have- so, and then they'll stay like that through, you know, they'll stay schooled up into, I want to say like March, April, summer, and you'll see schools throughout the summer, but not the big, not what I'm calling big schools. Right, know? right. It seems like, and I, they, it seems like everywhere, and this is little fish, like not, and little fish being like not bull red fish, because bull red fish, uh-huh. you'll see them schooled up like in all kinds of different water temps, but it seems like you're, your slot drum and your slightly over slot and under slot, they will school in all temperatures, but they tend to always be in schools when that water's under 60 degrees. They seem to want to uh-huh. put together safety numbers. Maybe as that water clears up too, they're, they're much more vulnerable to predators like dolphins and ospreys and pelicans and whatnot, especially for the little ones. Um, that uh-huh. being, being together with other fish is going to be a beneficial, you know, piece of survival for them, if you will. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you can tell if somebody if you, you know, if you make a if one gets spooked and they're like that, they all they all make the same movement. This all they're all going to act the same. You know, it's like if it's big enough school, you can kind of sit back and, and the, the outer edge doesn't know. Hey, the front edge is spooked. So go ahead and cast over there. Right. So that's right. one thing I don't like about the big schools is that because of how spooked. If, if you get one edge really spooked, then it, the whole even though there's so many fish, sometimes they just. It's like they all know the same thing. Like, hey, we're not gonna, we don't want to, we don't want to, do, we don't want that fly. We don't want to mess with that guy. Right, right. They're like, that's not worth the risk. <laughs> Something's going. Yeah, there. yeah. No, that's very. True. I mean, if there's if there's enough of them, usually you can keep you can, you know even if you just give it give it some time, come back. You know, if nobody's around. <laughs> I don't like to beat up the same schools too much. For you sure. know, that's that's For another sure. thing about the schools is that you know there's if I if I find them. You know, anybody can find them. So they can get beat up pretty hard. You keep hitting them. You get a stretch of good weather where everybody can get out there and they just keep hitting the same spot. Right. But that's right. another good thing about is about having other spots. Just, hey, leave those alone and go check out somewhere. I, I, I still like, you know, I still like, I've been everywhere, but if, say, I fish the same three days, same area, I love just hey, today I'm going to go over here. And I'm my goal. Let's see what's what's going on over here. And, and then when you you go somewhere else, and there's still plenty of fish, that's always good. You start you know going back and forth. Absolutely, yeah. It's it is definitely a huge uh, huge benefit to have some areas to bounce around to. And, and I feel like most fishing guides are fishing guides because they love that exploration. They love discovering new stuff. They love figuring out where they need to be. That that's just such a huge part of what's so fun about it when you are guiding. Um, yeah, at least for me, I just really, really like that that aspect of it. But um, and that's the, the same time. That's what I feel like this time of year is getting to be so hard about trout fishing. Like this time of year, I, I don't feel I don't feel like finding trout is the hard part. You know, this time of year, I think most people know. You know, pick a creek, <laughs> pick a creek around here, and I'm not going to say any names. Just fish that creek, and there's going to be trout in that creek. Yeah. You know, and usually, just the way it is these days, there's boats out there every day. So, you know, if you, you're going by a couple, three curves in a row, and then all of a sudden the fourth, hey, there's, you know, 10 boats. Well, guess what? 
there's some trout there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't even help. I mean, I'm not saying go out and look for boats, but you can't really help it. It's no, just it's, how, that's how many people's out there. Yeah. It's just a, so it's, it's just kind of hard game. to find your trout spot to get, you know, I, I like getting away from people and that's just getting, when it comes to trout fishing, that's getting harder and harder to do. If I'm fishing a jig, you can bet it's going to be an eye strike Texas eye. Dave and Ralph at iStrike have built the most versatile and durable lineup of jigs in the saltwater industry. Whether you need a finesse presentation on spooky wintertime redfish, or you need to hop a big swim bait on deep water structure for cobia and bull redfish, iStrike has the jig for you. Be sure to check out their website and use code EC10 for up to 40% off all iStrike products and 10% off all Z-Man products. The code can only be used at iStrikeFishing.com, and you can find the code and the link to their website in the podcast show notes. There is no stealthier platform to fish the shallow water flats, creeks, and marshes than a pedal drive kayak. The P127 from Bonafide is my choice when I want to get out on a solo trip and access the areas that I can't get to on a flat skiff or a bay boat. It happens far too often in a boat where I have redfish and plenty of water in the back of a creek or bay, but there's a sandbar or series of sandbars between me and the fish and I just can't quite make it to casting distance. But with a kayak, I can drag across the sandbar right to them. Be sure to check out the full lineup of Bonafide kayaks on the website or at Hook, Line, and Paddle here in Wilmington. I will have a link to the Bonafide website in the show notes as well. What was crazy fishing with you too in the winter time, seeing some massive trout in the middle of the winter just laid up on flats, and, and, oh, and having, having that that opportunity as well is pretty sweet. After is a quick little story. After the the I don't know, the last whatever last time you came out and fished with me, I don't even know what month that was, but I know it was at, it was like two weeks after that. I was fishing, I was fishing on a long edge, and we had just caught a twenty eight inch drum on the fly you know he was it was two i remember it was two we caught one nice drum you know whatever uh coming it was a good day i could see you know 60 feet coming and and here's a here's a here's comes a fish and i said okay here, here that's a nice drum that's a nice drum well no no it come right sometimes i know you know what i'm talking about sometimes those fish come right to the boat they just right, right. it's like they're just gonna tease you and he comes right to the boat and i had my i was my brother and on the front, he had a crab fly on. And as it gets closer, I say, that's not a drum. <laughs> he's still, he's already casting. You've got nothing, you know, the fish ain't, ain't even, you know, painting their mind. It comes within five feet of the boat. And it, I don't have video. They didn't get a picture, so nobody's ever going to win. It was an e. It was the biggest trap that I have ever seen. Hook, you know, caught or, or swimming or anything. This, I mean, it was just, it was giant. It made that drum we just caught look like a, Looked like a baby. <laughs> I looked and, and my brother's just flipping. Like by that time, he was flipping the fly. You know all he can do. And uh, I look at him. I said, "Man, that that was a trout, wasn't it? You know what? Yes. Yeah, you know, he's just like out there losing his mind. But but it, it is funny. I don't. That's not. Uh, you know, I don't want everybody to start going out thinking there's big trout all over the place. But no, you do it's see them like every now and then. It's not like it's a a really patternable thing. But the opportunity does arise from time to time. In the yeah, I, I will say that the ones that I do see, it, it's some, it's kind of weird to me. The trout, to sight fish trout, I feel like they are extremely compared compared them to redfish. Trout are like so particular. They they they're not they don't they almost don't seem that aggressive to me. And I, maybe it's just me, but uh, they if I can see them, it's so hard to get them to eat. You oh, know, you, yeah. it's one of the things. Redfish can be a five foot little cast, and they you can still going to eat. They they obviously know you're there. You can still get them to eat. Trout, they don't. I, I've never had them act like that, which is weird. Because you know when you're just working a bank, you're just you know not we're not sight fishing, just working a bank. How many times you, you know people cast, and as soon as it hits the water, just boom, you know, hey, there's right. a trout on. You know, just in, instantaneous. And they just it's something about when I can see them, they don't act like that. It's Maybe almost it's just like they just have up. It's almost like for the most part when those fish are in those places, they're that, they're not there with feeding even slightly on their mind. Not that it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. People sight fish big trout all the time, but it's just it, every it's not it's not always going to happen. Can, can it happen? Absolutely. Yeah. If you can see a fish and put a bait in front of it, there's a chance that it's going to eat it. 
but it's not always the yeah, best I, chance. <laughs> I think a lot of times that I see them, it, it has to do with, with my area because it's, you know, it'll be pretty big water and I'm fishing the edge. Uh, I think it has a lot to do with like, uh, the, the dolphins. I think dolphins, cause there's, there's, there'll be some around. I've noticed they're around when they're around the fish act like that. They're, I'll see them up there. It'll be singles and they don't like, you know, they just, they're not going to eat. I think they're more worried. Hey, I'm going to stay up here in the shallows and, and stay away from those dolphins for right now until they leave. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. They're, uh, they're cool fish. So man, what a, what a cool opportunity. So one thing I wanted to talk to you about that I think is just, beneficial because people love sight fishing people want to learn how to sight fish are, are there any things that you recommend so like to me it's like i tell people it, it i try to remember to tell people and it's on my website but like polarized sunglasses a dark dark hat like a, a the underside of the bill being dark um what are what are are there any other other things or, or ways you set people up on the boat or anything like that to benefit you in sight fishing if you're trying to get out there and sight fish no, I mean that definitely a good pair of glasses. You know, whatever, whatever you want to go with, but make sure they're good polarized glasses. I would say would be one of the most important things. Because it's not just can I tell you? You know, I can tell you one o'clock. You know, thirty feet. I can tell you that, but when you can see the fish, it makes it so much better. You know, it's so much better for the angler when he can see, and I can tell him. You know, hey, he's he go, he's facing right. He's you know he's going right, and then when you can see it. That's what you, you know. Just it helps out everything. So definitely glasses. I would say the biggest question that I get is, you know, what what weight if you're fly fishing, what weight rod? Yeah. And I used to always tell people, I would always tell people, I, I like a nine weight rod, and yeah. I know it's from, but that's more. It's more because like punching through some wind if you need to. I just feel like you can, you know, you're not. I'm not going for super hard, super long cast. I need you to be more accurate. But that's what I've kind of changed now. I usually tell people, which, which one are you most comfortable casting? You know, right, like, right. With a little bit of wind, which one are you the best casting? I don't need, I don't need you to be out there 100 feet cast. That's cool. I don't need that. that. I right. want you to be fast and accurate. So whichever part that is allows you to do that, go with that. That Yeah, that's a really good answer. That, that's the truth. It's it's uh, And for different people, it's going to be different rod setups. I mean, yeah, there's there's rods that you might throw really, really well. But someone that's a little bit slower, someone that doesn't, someone might use more wrist, someone might not. Like, th- there's going to be a rod and reel and line set up that works well for everybody. And so, if you're getting into yeah. it, go, if you have friends that, that throw fly rods and whatnot, go pick up different rods. Go to the shop and throw some rods. I mean, just buying an expensive, nice setup off, off you know, you can learn to throw any rod. And I feel like once you've thrown a lot of rods, you can quickly adapt and kind of understand how to cast each rod a little bit better. But, um there is going to be something that might fit you a little bit better than something else. That's for sure. Right. But. As far as it, like other advice, I, I don't, the way my setup is, you know, cause I got a, I don't have an actual polo shift. I got a 20 foot Kingcraft Bay rider right now. And, uh, I use a trolling motor. And so I move, I move extremely slow is, is the way I would put it. If I'm, these fish, you know, they usually know I'm there. I know they know I'm there. You can still get them to eat. The, the main thing is that when you, you know, I see people, they start to cast and they start, uh, they start almost like a wobble, you know, they, 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 yeah. they're moving their feet. Don't move. Your, <laughs> think of, think of this as like, you know, any, any noise, even if it's just a slide on, on the boat, it goes straight into that water and they, they know it, they hear it. You don't want them to hear it. Definitely don't stomp your feet. You know, I've had people, you know, like kind of step down, but then, you know, step down off of my cooler onto the deck and that, you know, you just see them just scatter. Like, Oh my gosh, you know, it's like, you might as well just jump in there on them. <laughs> but definitely, you know, just try to think of like being, what I love about sight vision is it's hunting. And that is why I love it so much. There's no doubt. That's it. So think of being stealthy. You know, that's, that's what you're trying to do. Right. You want to be stealthy as possible. You're hunting these fish. You're not just fishing. It's, it's a combination. You know, that's, that's why I love it so much. Absolutely. No, that that's well put. I I uh I always tell people too, it's like people want to get a real wide stance, they're uncomfortable that they're gonna fall. But I tell people the the is as, as close as you can put your your feet together and still feel comfortable, you're gonna rock the boat less. Because as soon as you get those feet out wide and you cast and you're swaying a little bit, it's gonna start rocking that boat, especially a little flat skiff. Uh and, and like you said, they feel it. And and some fish like we've seen together up there that haven't been touched maybe ever 
you know, you can go up there and throw a brick in the water right in the middle of the school before you cast and they'll turn around and eat. But other fish, they're not going <laughs> to act that way. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It, it's, you know, it's a, it just depends on the fish, you know, sometimes if it's, I like when it's like a double and you can, you can tell that I like them. I like the fish to be moving, you know, not just, not, not, not like fast, but just cruising. Like, you know, how you would think a fish, he's looking for something to eat. You know, he, the ones that sit still, sometimes they just, they're not, they're not there to eat. They're just like resting, getting some sun. I don't really know. <laughs> they're not always there to eat. But when they're cruising, you know, and they're looking around, you can tell it. And you get a double and, you know, when they race to it, to the, to the bait, whatever it is, you know, that's always fun. I like, you know, I don't like, uh, uh, I don't like just seeing the fish at, you know, if I could see them at a hundred feet. That's cool, but I like that eat to be close, you know, and that's just me. That's just, I mean, I'll take it if they eat at 100 feet, sure, because whoever's fishing with me wants to catch fish. But for me personally, it, it, it's close. I want that within 10 feet where you see their eyes and that yield square. That's what I'm all about. You know, if I got to eat, I tell, I tell people, it's, it's like if it's just me fishing and I get to eat after eat after eat and they just, eat it and then maybe a quick little run and turn around and put the hook out. I'd be perfectly fine with that. If it's me fishing, you know, right, right. I know people that fish with me don't want that, but <laughs> I just want to pull. I just want to eat. Oh yeah. That, that, that really is, is what it's all about. In my opinion too, is, is just feeding the fish. We used to do this little thing in Louisiana, me and my buddy Adam, when we would go out and we, we were fishing, you know, just a, a day that neither of us were booked. We'd be out there and, it, it, this sounds like something that's uh, I'm not saying this in any way of like it, it sounds like I kind of I don't know I don't know y'all, y'all could be the judge of it but we would you know we'd throw and hook big fish if we saw a big bull red fish you know we'd hook it fight it land it and everything but we we found that it was really fun because you'd get in these areas of these little fish to see how many times you could get a fish to eat the fly over and over again and, and not set the hook and let him spit it out and then feed it to him again and he actually fed a fish on like probably a 26, 27 inch fish on a popper tw- or sorry, 18 times, uh, wow. in this one little <laughs> cove, the fish was like so tired and lethargic coming up, but still trying to eat the popper. And he just wouldn't <laughs> set the hook and the fish would open its mouth and it would come out and he'd pop it across its face again. And he'd come up and eat it. Um, and that was mind blowing. I-, I could have never done that by right. any means, but I mean, he just, he's such a good angler and could just get that right angle and could read the fish and convince them to eat. And that truly like getting the same fish to eat multiple times, it, that requires a lot of skill. You're going to learn a lot from that. Like you're saying, like just getting the bite, uh-huh. not even setting the hook, just, just practicing the angles, practicing the retrieve, practicing, you know, firing the fish up really quickly and not having to move the fly much and getting the bite. Those are the t- types of things that are going to really progress your your sight fishing game, um, as opposed right, to yeah, the yeah. fighting's great. It's good to learn, but once you get a good hook set on a, on a redfish, you know that's under slot redfish. There's not much to it. You know, pulling a little bit, make sure it doesn't get in the troll yeah. rider or the push pole, and boom, you got them. So yeah, I mean, I, I, my personal favorite, I like I like upper slot. Like if I, if I had a could just choose, hey, all day today, I want to catch you know twenty eight to thirty five inch drum. That's probably my favorite. They just seem to be. Uh, like you know, they're like bulldogs. You know, they get just enough. They're going to take some line. You know, and then you know, after after a few pulls, they're done. The big ones, the real big. When I say big, it's you know, it's over forty inches. They're they're fun. Don't get me wrong. They'll take you. You know, you want to let them. You know, if, if you've got the right setup, they'll take they'll take you into your backing. But you know, after uh, there, it's usually two two runs and then they flop up. They've been through it before, you know, it's kind of like they flop up and they're, they're ready to get unhooked, you know, and it, it makes for a great picture, but they're not the real big ones. They're not necessarily my favorite as far as fighting, you know, they, they make for great pictures. Though. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And the, if they're not big, you can always use the wide angle feature on the iPhone to make them look big. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I like them all. I'm not, I'm not going to complain about any of them, but no, uh, but you said it well, that's, like that's it's all about the bite. Favorite. It's all about, you know, the bite, little tug. Yeah. Then, and that's it. The real, the, the, the real big ones. I, you know, if anybody, I, a lot of people kind of amazed when after you go through, if you see, uh, you see some spots and there, you know, get some bites and everything. And then, so you pull into a spot and then there's just, like glowing spot over there that is that two drum oh no that's one that's one big drum you know it's yeah. just it's such a, a big difference but 
I tell everybody the same thing. A lot of times, for me, they're, they're, uh, to get that eat, they're kind of lazy. <laughs> they're not, uh, they rare, I rarely get them to like chase something down. It's usually, uh, I want it kind of within, you know, eight inches of their face and just let it, let them, when you can tell they see it, let it sit there. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually the eat for me it's, instead of, instead of like them like running up and, and chase, cause it's usually, I do see them, you know, in groups, but it's usually singles for me. For sure. And that's, uh, you know, that's something else that is kind of neat. It, of course, like, uh, August, September, that is when I see the most of the real big ones, but there's actually a residential, you know, was it residential population that I see, and I see those big ones throughout the year, not, not in the numbers of the summertime, not even close, but, it's kind of funny. You go, you know, week or two of, of their usual stuff. And then, Oh, Hey, look, here's, there's two big ones. That, you know, like where are they, where were they, where have they been at? Where are they doing here? Okay. It's like they hang any around. given day you have the opportunity at a 40 plus inch fish up there in the shallows. Yeah. I, I mean, not like this time of year, I'm not, you know, somebody called me up and was like, I want that chance. I would, I mean, I would try to tell them, well, you know, come in the, you know, come August, September. But if you want to go now, it's, I'm not saying it's out of the question. Right. Last year, uh, you know, I know it was it was in it was February. There was uh, last February, uh, I went to a spot just because of the wind. It had been blowing, and it was still blowing a gale. And I knew there was one little spot I could go to uh, where I could be able to see. And, and really, I just was just exploring, you know. And when I pulled in there, there was two it, it, right on the edge you know, from where it went from, you know, four feet up to like two feet, right on that transition, uh, there was two, over, like, I'm going to put them at 40. And what turned to be, it was like actually 15. It was a group of them in this little, I mean, this little teeny spot. And they were there. One of them was a giant. One of them was like really big. And I got him uh, to follow. And then we had one that broke off, but, that was kind of all we did, but we actually saw those. I couldn't go every single day to that same spot, uh, just with everything else going on. But within a week, they were still in that general area. You know, they, they didn't leave. And yeah. I, I think, again, I think the reason they were in there is they got pushed in from dolphins is the only reason that, that I just happened to see them there at that time. Because one of them had uh, like a hunk bitten out of it that looked pretty fresh to me. Yeah. But that's just what I'm, that's what I'm guessing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that was I mean that was February. That was pretty cold. So. And yeah, then I know I like you know any, I'm not gonna I'm gonna sit here and say yes, there's big ones all over the place this time of year. But definitely, you, it, it surprises you when you do see one this time of year. For sure, for sure. No, I think that that that's incredible. So tell me a little bit about uh, what you like to throw to these fish, uh, fly and spin, when sight fishing. Like, what can someone expect to to be throwing with you? I'll do spin first. If if, it, if we're if I got to spin anywhere, I like smaller. You know, I like smaller baits. I mean, if you want to do like top water, that's cool and all. Yeah, yeah, you can cast way past them and drag it over, and that's a lot of fun. But let's say you're just trying to catch some, you know, hit them, you know, pretty accurate. I like the small little, uh, just a, a light jig with a small. I've been using like the, the Z shrimp, Z man shrimp. Yeah, yeah. I really like those. Uh, and just anything, anything along those lines, you know, I, I don't like to throw them. I'm saying you won't get some, some, some bites on a, just a paddle tail, you know, you know, five inch paddle tail pulling it back to you. That all works. But the lighter, you know, if you think of it, the lighter it is, the closer you can go ahead and kind of, you know, without spooking them, get to them. You got to throw something real heavy right in the middle of them. Sure. Sometimes they're going to turn around and eat. Sometimes they're not going to like that. And they're just, cause it's shallow, you know, we're talking, you know, we're talking, Two, one one and a half, you know, two feet of water at the most is what I like to look for. Sounds and then like sometimes even lighter. Sometimes even, yeah, sometimes even even light, you know, even shallower than that. Yeah. This time of year. So, but as far as flies, oh yeah, what are you saying? Oh, I was just gonna say it sounds like like a lot of, at least where I where I fish, I tell people a lot of times that it's ninety nine percent where it is and one percent what it is. It's like if if you have yeah. it in the, if you present it to them correctly, they feel like it's their idea. And it's edible. They're probably going to eat it. It's not always right. the case, but is, is that kind of what you see up there too? Yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's not. Uh, it's definitely like if they they want to think they want to think that they found something trying to get away. 
you know? Right. right, right. And, 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 and that's another thing. I like don't, especially with flies, like I have people that because it's so close, because you see that fish and he does try to, you know, he's coming up, he's going to eat and you stop, you know, you stop doing what you're doing. Sometimes they, they're just like instantly, they'll just turn right away from that. Like, Oh, you know, nothing's just going <laughs> to get up out here, you know? <laughs> but then again, uh, we've been doing really good with, uh, some fly, you know, some some crab flies, and with them, I don't like to move them a lot. I like, I like to let them, you know, just think like you see crabs in the water where they, you know, they're not always just swimming all around. They right. usually got their little claws or something. So that's kind of what you want to get their attention. Sometimes it might just be the sound of the fly hitting the water, you know, and you can tell. Okay, you heard that. Just let it sit. You know, one thing is get your, have your line tight. Some people have a tendency to. You know, they got too much slack, and so then when it's a quick eat, you can't set the hook. You can't, you know, you can't ship that, you know. But I like, with the crab flies, I like just let them sit. Once I know they see them, let them sit there and, and let them come up. Because that's what a crab, you know, crab is just going to kind of, once that fish turns around, he might try to get away, but he's just going to sit there with his little claws on. Yeah, that, that's but that's been, that's been a lot of fun. That's been a lot of fun is, is, is the crab flies and, and different sizes. That would be probably what I would recommend is, is Instead of a certain fly, I mean, I like, I personally like something that's going to get, you know, we're not talking deep water, but I like it to get to the bottom. I like it to be below them. And, you know, bait fish work, bait fish patterns work too, but I generally like little, you know, think clouds or think shrimp flies. I like stuff like that. It gets to the bottom. Yeah. Get it into that zone and then let it, they're going to eat it if it's, if it's where it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. As long as, as long as they're, as long as they're acting right and, you know, they're not, you're not freaked them. So. Do you have a, uh, uh, the craziest eat story in sight fishing? Like what the craziest eat you've ever seen is? Does one come to mind? Um, I'm sure there's been plenty, but does one come to mind? And <laughs> if, if not, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, one of the big ones, I, I, I'll tell you, there's the one of the big ones that I've caught, uh, this would have been three, I don't know, 34 years ago, but it was, it was not even a cast, you know, he, this was a 48 inch drum and he swam to the boat and I saw him coming and I didn't have to, you know, you don't even have to cast. You just dropped your, it was a black clouser. I like black clousers and he dropped it, drop it in front of him and he looked at it and then it was just like a, a you know, he sucked it up. <laughs> it took a second for him to realize, you know, like get the, get the hook through his lip and realize, Hey, I'm hooked on, you know? That's awesome. But then the, uh, so just I had a dangle, one just dangled it to him. Just a dangle, yeah, just dangle for sure. Uh, <laughs> and then I had one this last, it would have been in the summertime. It was, uh, again, nobody, <laughs> because sometimes I'm not taking video. I'm not, you know, if you look at my Instagram, I got a lot of videos. I'm not always video. <laughs> sometimes, usually, when I wish I was, I'm not. <laughs> That's how it right, works right, out. Right. But uh, there was a drum said i'm just gonna guess this drum was like 54 inches and he was he was touching the mud where the grass is you know that's how shallow he was like his bag wasn't out but if he wanted to put it out he could have yeah yeah, yeah. and uh it was, I was a crab a little crab fly and at the time i was i was kind of set up i had a little <laughs> i had a bite tip it and then it was like 10 pound test after that. I don't know. I was thinking like line class records, you know? Right, right, right. Anyway, this fish, evidently a crab had like, like pissed him off and then ran on, on the shore is what this fish acted like. Because he was just sitting still looking at the bank, you know, like right on the bank. I put it right there in front and went, I mean, when that, I just said they're not, they're, they act lazy. This one, as soon as it hit the water, he didn't charge him, but it was like he was there to destroy that crab. He wanted that crab. And he sucked it in so fast that I think what happened is he went he went past my bite ticket, you know? Yeah. And when he took off, when he took I mean he instantly realized, hey, this is the hook, you know. He took on off, went right almost like under the back of the boat. And when he took off and I kinda the back and started get it was coming out and I kinda tore it down, you know, gave him a little bit it just popped, it just right, just popped right off. And I really think it was just like the chase, you know, because he was so big, and I know he was past that, that it, I don't know if it was, they got them little teeth on the top, if you've ever rolled them, they're the right. lip, they got little teeth. I don't know if it was that, I don't know if it was just chase, maybe I had a nick already in it, you know, because I had caught fish, but 
that one was pretty pretty good just because of, of how he acted and how quick er- how quick it happened, you know. That one sounds frustrating. I'm like, you've got him hooked. He's running yeah, off, that- breaks off after that insane eat. That's cool. Yeah, that the only other one that it, it wouldn't have to do with around here, but it was tarpon, and I was standing in the I was in <laughs> I was in Grand Canyon, and I was standing in the water at like like I don't know waist deep water, and that in a bait ball, and the tarpon were in the bait ball, and I got the the first one I took was again I didn't cast, I just fed it to him like moving my rod tip, and he immediately ate, and then he jumped, he like he tail walking. Uh, I don't know, five feet from me. And of course, oh I don't God. ever have something like that happen. And so I'm just, instead of giving him one, you know, I'm just like still torquing. <laughs> they, <laughs> he just snapped and just snapped my line instantly. But that one, like I have some moment, I'll never, you know, I can still picture it. I wish, because, yeah, my brother was on shore. He wasn't videoing. But uh, I, as soon as it happened, I looked back and I was like, were you videoing? He's like, no, nah, yeah, of course not. <laughs> That's awesome. That would be so cool to be in the water with the fishtail walking that close. That that that's a cool yeah. experience. That's really neat. It was. It, it really was. It was. They happened. We happened to find a spot. I know this is not around here, but we just found a spot where they were there like every afternoon, and uh, we were we were there every day that we were there. We were there in the afternoon. That's awesome. So it, it turned into a fun fun little four days. I can't think of a story that good, but the the one that always comes to my mind, like when I think about funny attempts or eats. This was a red fish that was floating. So, like, right, we we're probably in like two feet of water, and it was maybe a 25, 27 inch red fish. It wasn't a big red fish, just a slot red drum. And uh, I made a bad cast at it and ended up, you know, sliding it across his back when you try to force to force him to eat with their tail, which is always never going to work. <laughs> You're like, I'm still going to strip it across there because it might work. And you really should have just left it and right. picked it up again and, and tried again. But he saw that thing coming right as it was about to go across his back. And I've never seen another fish do this, but he, like, I swear he, like, stuck his pec fins out and backpedaled and, like, (laughs) dropped down in the water and, and, like, moved backwards, lifting his head up in the air and tried to eat it. And it almost looked like he, like, lost balance as he was getting vertical in the water. And freaked out and just blew out of there it's like he 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 got so ashamed of his failed attempt to eat the bait fish but it was so crazy to watch him just like use his pec fins to go backwards elevate almost vertical like tail down head up and then it it looked like he kind of tipped over like someone was standing up on their tiptoes and they kind of fell over to the side (laughs) and then he just freaked out and left and and he never ate it but he tried to but it was just so weird and cool to see like that fish want to eat that fly so bad that he he backpedaled and tipped over (laughs) Right, but yeah, that, he was just, he was embarrassed. He had to get out of there. That's what it looked like, man. It was really funny. That would have been a really cool one to have on video as well, but never never happened. Um, but man, that's yeah, that's, that's how cool. It that's cool. I mean, your fishery is so unique and so neat. And um, if anyone ha- wants to get up there and fish with Kyle, it is definitely well worth it. Um, you've grown up fishing that water and know it as good as anybody. And um, every time I fish with Kyle, it's like he knows what the heck he's doing, and we're on the fish very quickly and and i i hate when people say that about me or something like that too because then, then it puts the pressure on but fishing's fishing but oh, no. but if you want to go sight fish with with kyle i promise you won't be disappointed so um kyle how can people reach out and get a hold of you uh, if they want to spend a day on the water with you yeah so, so captain kyle elliott fish the film adventures uh, if you the easiest way is just if you're on instagram uh just fish and then the number two film and that's where I, that's where I put up most of my stuff. My, my numbers on there, all my contact information's on there. I have a website, uh, the links on there, but that would be the, the easiest way. But you just type in fish to film ventures, Google, it'll lead you, lead you to me. And I'm over here, Eastern North Carolina. If anybody's looking like a certain area, I'll just say like Washington, you know, that's probably the, that's the closest big town. And that's not a big town, but <laughs> it's the biggest town close to me. Yeah. For that's sure. Anybody's looking. So, what's your Instagram as well? Because you put up a lot of really cool content, uh, videos, and pictures of redfish and, and trout up there in that area. Yeah, that's it's fish, and then the number two film, and fish that is, uh, yeah. And I'll link the, all this stuff in the show notes. So. Yeah, sure. And uh, like I say, it's it's a it's a generally as far as the sight fishing goes, it's uh, not too crowded. I, I, I don't want to jinx myself, you know. There's definitely people doing it, but. I think about, I know I've heard like 
other people talk and beaches and stuff, it can get kind of crowded. It's not like that right now. Like the trout fishing can be crowded. The sight fishing most of the time isn't too bad. Yeah, that's awesome. That's super awesome. Um, another thing, too, I just completely forgot what I was going to say, actually. But, yeah, so great time of year to get up there and, and fish with Kyle um, throughout the year as well. Great opportunity. Um, and just, just a really, really cool dude to fish with and hang out with. Right, this is what I was going to say. Are you going to be running any guided bird hunts this year? You know, so I did it I did it last year and the year before, and this year so I've, I've snipe hunted with tracks a couple of times, and, and he's going on he's 12, 12, 13 right now, I can't yeah. think. But just the way he's at is, uh, I mean, if somebody really wanted to, for sure, but it's not, a, you know, I'm not doing like back-to-back, days or a yeah. weekend anything like that for sure but it, yeah for sure if somebody if somebody just wants always about if somebody wants to learn i get a lot of questions about like as far as the woodcock goes the cover you look for and i'm always you know down to show somebody hey here, you know this is what you should look for because you can kind of take that and apply it to any area of the state it's not a secret you know it's not a secret magical piece of public land where these birds are at you can just and that's what i love about it i think that's what you like about it too is it yeah just choose Look on the map, choose some public land, and go. Go for a walk. Uh, go explore. You yeah. know, take your you and your dog and go explore. Just be safe, but Absolutely. it's fun. But sometimes it's fun to get lost in the woods because if you walk long enough, you'll probably get to a road. You'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, you nowadays you will eventually along walk the way. into a road. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. might find some birds. <laughs> Have you done any yeah. quail That's hunting or, or just snipe hunting so far? Nah, just snipe. No, I haven't. So I, you know, a quail hunter just came in. I have not had a chance to get out there. And just with the Christmas family tree stuff and all that mess. Yeah, it was but last nah, weekend. I'm looking right? that it came in. Yeah, last weekend. I'm thinking. I'm thinking sometime at the end of this week, I might be able to sneak out and try to find some quail. Nice. Heck yeah. Well, man, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day and the holidays to do a podcast. Guys, definitely at the very least, go follow Kyle on Instagram. Keep up with all his cool fishing and hunting stories that he's got going on. And uh, thank you, as always, for being a listener of the Eastern Current Podcast. Uh, we're, we're thankful for y'all and, and hope y'all have had a great Thanksgiving and leading up to a good Christmas. And we will see y'all in the next episode. Later. If you're anything like me, you like a clean boat. That's why I've chosen to partner with Carolina First Mate out of South Carolina. Carolina First Mate is a family-owned business that provides environmentally friendly boat cleaning alternatives. My two favorite products are their hole cleaner that doesn't harm your trailer and their boat wash. Be sure to use code EC15 for 15% off your online purchase. If you're interested in checking out all their products, you can find a link to their website in the podcast show notes.